talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 64 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. September 23. I finished my corrections of the little piece before mentioned and felt uncommonly peaceful. It seemed as if I had now done all my work in this world and stood ready for my call to a better. As long as I see anything to be done for God, life is worth having, but oh how vain and unworthy it is to live for any lower end. This day, I indicted a letter I think of great importance to the Reverend Mr. Byram in New Jersey. Oh, that God would bless and succeed that letter, which was written for the benefit of his church. Oh, that God would purify the sons of Levi, that his glory may be advanced. This night, I endured a dreadful turn wherein my life was expected scarce an hour or minute. But blessed be God, I have enjoyed considerable sweetness in divine things this week, both by night and day. There is a footnote about this letter. It was concerning the qualifications of ministers and the examination and licensing of candidates for the work of the ministry. September 24, my strength began to fail exceedingly, which looked further as if I had done all my work. However, I had strength to fold and superscribe my letter. About two, I went to bed, being weak and much disordered, and lay in a burning fever till night, without any proper rest, In the evening I got up, having lain down in some of my clothes, but was in the greatest distress, having an uncommon kind of hiccup, which either strangled me or threw me into a straining to vomit, accompanied with other griping pains. Oh, the distress of this evening! I had little expectation of living the night through nor indeed had any about me, and I longed for the finishing moment. I was obliged to repair to bed by six o'clock, and through mercy enjoyed some rest, but was grievously distressed at turns with the hiccup. My soul breathed after God. When shall I come to God? Even to God, my exceeding joy. Oh, for his blessed likeness. September 25. I was unspeakably weak and little better than speechless all the day. However, I was able to write a little and some part of the day was comfortable. Oh, 
it refreshed my soul to think of former things, of desires to glorify God, of the pleasures of living to him. O blessed God, I am speedily coming to thee, I hope. Hasten the day, O Lord, if it be thy blessed will. O come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. And here's a footnote. This was the last time that ever he wrote in his diary with his own hand, though it is continued a little farther in a broken manner, written by his brother Israel, but indicted by his mouth in this his weak and dying state. September 26. I felt the sweetness of divine things this forenoon and had the consolation of a consciousness that I was doing something for God. Lord's Day, September 27. This was a very comfortable day to my soul. I think I awoke with God. I was enabled to live up my soul to God early this morning. And while I had little bodily strength, I found freedom to lift up my heart to God for myself and others. Afterward, was pleased with the thoughts of speedily entering into the unseen world. He felt this morning an unusual appetite for food, with which his mind seemed to be exhilarating, looking on it as a sign of the very near approach of death. At this time, he also said, I was born on a Sabbath day, and I have reason to think I was newborn on a Sabbath day, and I hope I shall die on this Sabbath day. I shall look upon it as a favor, if it may be the will of God that it should be. I long for the time. Oh, why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariot? I am very willing to part with all. I am willing to part with my dear brother John, and never to see him again, to go to be forever with the Lord. And a footnote. He had before this expressed a desire, if it might be the will of God, to live till his brother returned from New Jersey, who, when he went away, intended, if possible, to perform his journey and return in a fortnight, hoping once more to meet his brother in the land of the living. The fortnight was now nearly expired. Oh, when I go there, how will God's dear church on earth be upon my mind? Afterward, the same morning, being asked how he did, he answered, I am almost in eternity. I long to be there. My work is done. I have done with all my friends. All the world is nothing to me. I long to be in heaven, praising and glorifying God with the holy angels. All my desire is to glorify God. During the whole of these last two weeks of his life, he seemed to continue in this frame of heart as having finished his work and done with all things here below. He had now nothing to do but to die and to abide in an earnest desire and expectation of the happy moment when his soul 
should take its flight to a state of perfect holiness, in which he should be found perfectly glorifying and enjoying God. He said, The consideration of the day of death and the day of judgment had a long time been peculiarly sweet to him. From time to time he spake of his being willing to leave the body and the world immediately, that day, that night, that moment, if it was the will of God. He also was much engaged in expressing his longings that the Church of Christ on earth might flourish, and Christ's kingdom here be advanced, notwithstanding he was about to leave the earth, and should not with his eyes behold the desirable event, nor be instrumental in promoting it. He said to me one morning as I came into his room, My thoughts have been employed on the old dear theme, the prosperity of God's church on earth. As I waked out of sleep, I was led to cry for the pouring out of God's spirit and the advancement of Christ's kingdom for which the Redeemer did and suffered so much. It is that especially which makes me long for it. He expressed much hope that a glorious advancement of Christ's kingdom was near at hand. He once told me that he had formerly longed for the outpouring of the Spirit of God and the glorious times of the Church, and hoped they were coming and that he should have been willing to live to promote religion at that time, if that had been the will of God. But, says he, I am willing it should be as it is. I would not have the choice to make for myself for ten thousand worlds. He expressed on his deathbed a full persuasion that he should, in heaven, see the prosperity of the church on earth and should rejoice with Christ therein. And the consideration of it seemed to be highly pleasing and satisfying to his mind. He also still dwelt much on the great importance of the work of gospel ministers and expressed his longings that they might be filled with the Spirit of God. He manifested much desire to see some of the neighboring ministers with whom he had some acquaintance and of whose sincere friendship he was confident that he might converse freely with them on that subject before he died. And it so happened that he had opportunity with some of them, according to his desire. Another thing that lay much on his heart from time to time in these near approaches of death was the spiritual prosperity of his own congregation of Christian Indians in New Jersey. When he spake of them, it was with peculiar tenderness, so that his speech would be presently interrupted and drowned with tears. He also expressed much satisfaction in the disposal of providence with regard to the circumstances of his death, particularly that God had, before his death, given him an opportunity in Boston with so many considerable persons, ministers, and others 
to give in his testimony for God against false religion and many mistakes that lead to it and promote it. He was much pleased that he had had an opportunity there to lay before pious and charitable gentlemen the state of the Indians and their necessities to so good effect and that God had since enabled him to write to them further concerning these affairs and to write other letters of importance which he hoped might be of good influence with regard to the state of religion among the Indians and elsewhere after his death. He expressed great thankfulness to God for his mercy in these things. He also mentioned it as what he accounted a merciful circumstance of his death that he should die here. Speaking of these things, he said, God had granted him all his desire and signified that now he could joyfully leave the world. This concludes episode 64 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd.